following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! From the DraftKings studios on the Virginia side of the Potomac, welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast. It is a Wednesday as we go to press, and we got tons and tons from Ashburn today. Get you caught up on a little bit of news, and in a little while, I'm going to tell you how you can win 150 bucks, courtesy of our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. That is coming up in just a few minutes. The Washington football team, the Burgundy Gold, under the bubble. The practice bubble again today. One piece of news coming out of there, and it seems like pretty good news, is that Curtis Samuel was seen running on the sidelines. And I don't know if you would consider it full speed, but it looked like it was pretty darn close. Remember, he is eligible to come off the IR next week. Once that happens, the team has three weeks to decide if they're going to activate him or if they're going to shut him down for the rest of the year. And obviously... When he's the guy you spent the most money on in free agency, you definitely want that guy to be playing this year. We got news and notes from after practice as well. It's your exclusive behind-the-scenes access to the players and coaches. And we are going to start with the answer to a question that we have been looking for for over a week now. And that's from Offensive coordinator Scott Turner and exactly what the hell was that call on second down with the ball game on the line got to give credit where credit is due our good friend Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington asked Turner the question pretty straightforward you know the Reds the Burgundy and Gold are killing them on the ground Antonio Gibson has been very effective why do you put the ball in the air and risk exactly what you got, which was a Taylor Heineke interception? Yeah, I mean, they had all their timeout. They had just they had just used their first timeout. Um, it was outside of two minutes. You still have the two-minute warning. You know, we're I wasn't just gonna we're not just gonna run the ball and just give them back give them the ball. We want to win the win the game on offense. Um, we're always gonna factor in to all that, the clock, you know, whatever, where we are on the field. We were backed up, you know, we had gotten the one first down and we're just trying to win the game off on offense and, you know, we're going to play aggressive and I wouldn't change anything um, from the play call. And then, and then Taylor, I think he just, you know, kind of overthought it. Um, you know, it's a progression. He kind of skipped a step and uh, Terry actually did a pretty nice job of running a little kind of running interference and, and that's why he was delayed um, a little bit, but it was just Taylor, you know, kind of forcing a ball where it shouldn't go. And they made a play, you know, and then fortunately our defense stopped them and we were able to go get the field goal and win the game. But that was a, that was a tough couple of minutes waiting for that ball to come back to us. All right, so Scott Turner has given us an explanation. 
Do we have an opinion on that explanation? Not great, Bob. I will totally agree with you on that one. Does, I, I guess, does, uh, I get what Scott Turner's saying, but I just disagree with him. Antonio Gibson was rushing the ball pretty effectively. I mean, 13 carries for 69 yards. That's not chump change. I, you know, it's not three figures, but still, he was effective when he had the ball. There were less, there were about, what, two and a half minutes to go. So let's say on second down, he doesn't get the first. You know, he gets stopped. All right, Giants call a timeout. Third down, he stopped. Giants call a timeout. I get that. But putting the ball in the air means that one of three things are going to happen. You are going to complete it for the first down, or you're going to throw an incomplete pass, which is going to stop the clock and save the Giants a timeout, or you're going to turn the ball over which is what happened. And again, the Giants don't have to burn a timeout. All right. I mean, you know, Scott Turner had an explanation for it. I just disagree with it. I say let let Antonio Gibson try to pick up the first down. We talked about it yesterday, what a good job Sam Cosme is doing as a blocking tackle. So your run blocking has been very, very good the first two weeks. I don't see why you try to put the ball in the air with the game on the line and an inexperienced backup quarterback who has shown some potential but who is also a gunslinger that deep in your own territory. Play it safe. At the very least, worst case scenario, if you don't put it in the air, you punt, you give it back to the Giants and tell your defense, all right, it's really, really now time for you to go out and stop them. Fortunately... It all worked out, and now we're on to Buffalo. So let's go ahead and uh, hear from Taylor Heineke. He met with reporters yesterday. He does it once a week. We didn't have time for it yesterday, so we'll bring it to you today. First out of the gate, Taylor, you've had a few days to reflect on things. What would you think of the way the game ended against the Giants? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a wild game, as you guys know. Um, and there's a lot of good situations that popped up throughout the game. Um, getting a score there before half was huge for us. And then obviously there at the end, um, we're trying to run that four-minute offense and we wanted to get a little aggressive. We wanted to end the game with us on the field. So we're trying to get that last first down. Unfortunately, through a pick, um, defense did a great job of holding to a field goal and giving us enough time to go down and score that last field goal. So um, for those situations to pop up at the end and, and see us execute it pretty well, uh, that was big for us. So, um, you know, something to build on. Uh, it looked like at practice today you were wearing some kind of a sock with a pad on it or something. Was there anything there? No, I mean, I got a little banged up against the Chargers. Uh, I think I got leg whipped a little bit, so there was a little bruise there. But um, I wore the same thing during the game on Thursday and uh, just being precautious, nothing serious. Uh, that was Ben Standing there asking uh, about the padded sock. Might have heard some chatter uh, about uh, Taylor getting a Heineken endorsement or not. That stems from a question from, again, one of our good friends, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It all started 
when Phillips asked Heineke what he did with the weekend off. A lot of college football, a lot of, a lot of NFL football, had a couple Heinekens and uh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of resting. So uh, it, was, it was a nice relaxing weekend. Does that endorsement deal come through yet? I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. At, at some point, I might just start calling out Bud Light, you know. <laughs> My agent said that they had sent me a 24-pack at home, never received it. And they said that uh, they can't deliver to my address when there's a gas station a block away that has Heineken. So, I, you know, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Were you always a Heineken drinker? Or, like, I mean, do you, do you like the beer? <laughs> I just, I, I like to enjoy, you know, three or four beers. Just kick back and watch some, watch some football. So, um, you know, I'd rather drink some beers and take some shots, so, you know. All right, because there's that clip of you in the XFL, like, crushing. Yeah, so I was just talking to Mike Silver about this. He was asking about that. So the thing about the XFL that was cool is there was a lot of incentives. So when you won, you got like a $4,000 bonus. So, and the one thing that we didn't know is the team that won, you go back in the locker room, there's Bud Light Seltzer's there for you. So if we're all getting back in the locker room. There's, I want to say like four 24 packs of Bud Light Seltzer's. And we're like, what's this for? He's like, you guys won, it's for you guys. So, you know, with that and everyone just winning $4,000, we were all pretty pumped. So we were having a good time in there, and it was um, that was a cool thing about the XFL. He has a lot of fun. I think this is starting to take on a mind of its own, a uh, life of its own, that is. Let's take a break. When we come back, Terry McLaurin is going to talk about why Taylor Heineke fits so well in this Washington offense, normally a backup quarterback comes in, you think, well, that's it, season's over. Not so much with the former star from Old Dominion University. It's coming up next. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Week two of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet a dollar on any football game. So listen up, because you don't want to miss this. This is free play. You, know, you go to the casino, if you're a big player, they'll give you free play chips. That's what DraftKings is doing here. They're giving you free play. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game. You're going to receive $150 in free bets instantly. Now, if the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grab all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes just with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, that's THPN, to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, that's promo code THPN this week. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome back to the show, everybody. 
time to check in with Terry McLaurin now. Scary Terry, interesting comments today when asked what it is that Taylor Heineke, you know, brings to the table when it comes to when it comes to being the Washington starting quarterback. I mean, we went all through this uh, offseason, you know, talking about the Fitzmagic swag and everything, but McLaurin says this offense really isn't missing a beat with Heineke in there. Um, I mean, I think Taylor and Fitz kind of have that in common where they're just so cool and, and collected walking around the building. Um, they do a really good job of keeping us all in sync and, and calm on the field. I think we saw that with Taylor was his ability to be able to um, go tempo when we needed to go tempo, slow it down. Um, he even adjusted some plays at the line. So um, it seems like for a guy like him, the, the game moves pretty pretty slowly. Um, and he, he doesn't just hang his hat on what he's done in the past. He's always continuing trying to get better. So um, I mean, I think it's cool to see how 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 ready he, he is each and every time he gets an opportunity to play and, um, you know, just how hard he goes to play for us. It's interesting, though, his choice of words, that he said that Heineke, like Fitz, is cool in there, in the huddle, because that's not always been the case with Washington's quarterback. I mean, we, you know, all, all you know, offensive rookie of the year aside, you know of RG3's issues. Kirk Cousins, uh, there is tons of stories around Ashburn about Cousins being so rattled in the huddle, somebody else's literally had to call the play when he was in there. I mean, nobody would ever accuse Kirk Cousins of being cool. But Terry and the rest of the offense, they like what Heineke brings leadership-wise to the game. And that's a powerful thing. May not be enough to beat Buffalo this weekend, but don't be surprised if come the fourth quarter, Burgundy and Gold are still in this thing, you know, that it's it's not a blowout. Uh, it, it, it's not a Taylor Heineke throwing four interceptions thing in the first half. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll have a chance in the fourth quarter, much like they had a chance in the fourth quarter against Tampa. But beating Buffalo is going to be a pretty tall order. But any given Sunday, you never know. And we also asked Terry today, you know, what is the what does the offense have to do after hanging thirty on the Giants last week? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to continue to um, build on what we've done so far. Uh, we've, we've created some explosive plays. Obviously, we want to continue to stretch the ball down the field uh, more. Um, you know, the, I think the running backs are doing a good job of catching balls out the backfield. The O line is um, doing well, giving us enough time to get open in the pass pro. Um, I just think if we can continue to to withstand those long drives um, over the course of the game. Just think of the last two games, not as many three and outs, kind of start a little faster. Um, those first few drives, I think it's going to be very critical being on the road, um, you know, with the crowd noise and the defense being ready. If you could get down there and score some points on that first drive, it kind of gives you, um, you know, some momentum going into that next drive. So I think um, just, like I said, being as efficient as possible on these um, times on these possessions that we have this weekend is going to be critical because you don't know how many you're going to get with this defense and you know how how well their offense can score points. So um, I think we just have to control what we can and not have negative plays, you know, holdings, turnovers, things like that that could really hurt you uh, when you're playing a, a very disciplined opponent. Mm, and that is Buffalo. That being said, you saw week one that if you've got the personnel, there are game plans out there that can both stop the Bills when they're on offense and move the ball 
when they're on defense. So, we shall see. All right, Nick and the Clock on the Wall say we got to get out of here. Go to follow us on Twitter, if you don't mind. It's at BobMatthews965. Download this whenever you get a chance, both at the Hockey Podcast Network side, Megaphone, Spotify, iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.